All right, here we go. You know how I like to save you guys money every week. Any way I can. Save money, save time. Well, SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. Green dot marks great deal. Yellow dot good deals. Red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Just one more to remind you on how to save time and how to save money. Football season has begun. Brand new season. Antonio Brown on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Odell Beckham with Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. Join now and get up to $200 in free bets. All you have to do is use promo code CHAOS to activate the offer. Bet, win, get paid. That's mybookie.ag. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Holy shit show, welcome to Full Count Chaos, that's right, a podcast about our wonderful, loving Orioles. Yeah, this was a rough week. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough couple. It's been a rough 20 years. I get they've had some good seasons here and there in the past five years, but shit, man, we're trying. There's a lot of positive talk down in the minors, and I'm happy about that. There is light at the end of the tunnel. But this past week, being an Orioles fan, hanging in there, they got pounded harder than Ron Jeremy in the 80s. It's it's rough. We're, We're trying to hang in there. We're all trying to cheer for the Orioles, but uh, Saturday night, they lose 23-2. to First time that they've allowed 20 runs, plus runs since the 30-3 to game against the Rangers. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. It's been bad. I know Friday night, the Orioles didn't give up a home run. I'm excited. They lost, but I'm, I'm happy, but I'm sad that they lost. It was weird. I, I didn't know. Was going, my emotions were all over the place. It's a lot to talk about. Say it all the time. Hashtag lot to go over. I had a traumatic experience this past week. It was at my parents' house. It was my mom's birthday. And I pulled out a photo album from the shelf. Now, a lot of you kids may not understand what that is. It's a binder filled with photos that you would go and get developed from a store. And these are, <laughs> you may be thinking, I know what a photo album is. I have them all over my iPhone. no. These photos, probably maybe two to four people would see it a year, maybe. Now you take a photo, you get 20,000 people that can see all your photos throughout the year. Well, I pulled the photo, and we're just pointing at funny photos in the album. 
You know, it had dust like an inch thick on top of this binder. Nobody's looked at this shit for God knows when. But all of a sudden, I realize that there's a picture of me, and I'm, I'm about four years old, and I'm in my pajamas, and I noticed on the pajamas, it's the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers logos everywhere. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to take the photo, rip it up, burn it, trash it. I didn't. My mom was like, oh, I love that photo. It's a great photo. I am like, what are you doing? Putting me in a Steelers outfit. And, of course, my dad explained to me, well, you know, we didn't always have a a Baltimore football team, which, of course, I know that. I was actually a Redskins fan when the Ravens weren't here in between the Colts and the Ravens. But my dad explained to me, he was also a diehard Ravens fan, but he said that his dad, my grandfather, God rest his soul, was a diehard Steelers fan. So when I was born, growing up, he would always give me Steelers shit for my birthday. (laughs) So there you have it. That was pretty traumatic. You know, I'm dealing with the Orioles shit that I see that I have Steelers pajamas on. (laughs) I'm a diehard Ravens fan, so obviously, you know, anything that's black and yellow, I won't even wear it, even if it's nothing Steelers. I saw that photo. I went to call social services. They said, ah, statute's up. There's nothing really we can do about it. You know, you're in your 30s. Time has passed. I said, hey, look, take my parents away because that's child abuse. They're like, well, nothing we can do. Sorry. And then they hung up on me. So I was pretty irritated about that. Ravens season started. That was cool. They won their first preseason game, 14 preseason games in a row. Hey, by the way, I do have guests coming in the next couple weeks, a guest from BaltimoreBaseball.com, and also a guest that's actually coming in, sitting with me here in the Full Count Chaos Studios, um, lifelong Oriole fan, who'll be sitting in with me, who'll be having some fun. I had a couple emails that came in, I want to talk about that, and I know I said I'm never going to speak about Chris Davis again think like three or four weeks ago, I said, I'm done. I'm retired talking about Chris Davis. Now, I did say unless something crazy happens. You know what I mean? Like this one. Unless Chris Davis decides to bull rush his manager moments after posting a Bible verse on Twitter. Yes, I'm going to talk about that. (laughs) Absolutely. Things will get better. I realize it's like telling teenagers in high school who are young and getting picked on. You know, you have adults being like, hey, Don't worry, in a few years, this is all going to pass and things will be better and happy. And you're like, well, right now I'm miserable. So uh, please get out of my room and stop telling me how things will be better. It's like telling Oriole fans, hey, lights at the end of the tunnel, just be patient. Things will be better. You're like, all right, I don't want to hear that. Same as when you were a kid. You know what I mean? But again, there will be. Look, there's a lot of positive conversations happening down in the minors. We had Adley Rushman had a walk-off hit. Uh, Gunnar Henderson homered and tripled, driving in four runs the other night. Uh, they beat the Pirates 20-2. to two. Uh, There's positive conversations about pitching down in single A and double A. It's, things are going to work out. Okay, Mike Elias, I really trust. I like what he's done so far. And I like Brandon Hyde. And I think, in a way, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I think Brandon Hyde and Chris Davis said, how can we get our boy DJ Stewart off Twitter from trending? Because, my God. DJ Stewart. Ay, ay, ay. If you don't know or you haven't seen it and you want to have a little laugh, well, you, you go ahead and Google it. DJ Stewart, uh, I'd say this past week, we learned he does not do well sliding or diving for fly balls. I don't know why he dove an hour and a half before the ball landed. 
I mean, he looked like a guy who won a prize to play left field for an inning for the Orioles, like he was the 20th caller on some radio station. Some raffle, they pulled his name out. Hey, congratulations. What's your name, uh, DJ Stewart? All right, DJ, congratulations. Next week, you're going to play an inning in left field for the Orioles. It doesn't matter anyway. Their season's over, so they're this is their way of trying to make money. And then there he is, that game. Hey, uh, are you DJ? Are you the winner? Yes, sir. All right, go out there. Get him, kid. First play. Boom, left field. They're going, oh, shit. Isn't that that kid who won that raffle? <laughs> then boom concussion but maybe Brandon Hyde and Chris Davis said you know what we we got to do something you know maybe this was all an act just to get that guy off Twitter from trending there's a lot of funny gifts about DJ Stewart but holy hell <laughs> that's so O's I mean right under all those photos and uh, gifts of DJ Stewart the ball hitting him in the head right underneath hashtag that's so O's And that's exactly right. Look, every pro athlete out there has a blooper moment. They do. And when I saw that, it did remind me of Jose Canseco's moment when the ball hits his head and goes over the wall. I'm going to say that one was probably worse than TJ Stewart's, although I don't know. If you would have asked me the day it happened, I would have had to flip a coin. But hitting Jose Canseco's head and then going over the wall, it's a home run. But I would not have been surprised the way things are going if that ball would have hit DJ's head. Went over left field. (laughs) I would have been like, that makes complete sense. That's exactly how this season's going. So, uh, DJ, I know you tune into the show. I hope you're feeling better. I hope you do better. We're waiting for you. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Friday night, Camden Yards had their why not reunion pregame ceremony in front of all 20 people at the stadium. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Well, every time they introduce their name and they come out, they do like the 360 turn, like wave into a sold-out crowd. It's like, dude, just look to your left. Wave to the 10 people who showed up and have a seat. That was sad. But I did tune in for that because I like listening to Billy Ripken and Cal Ripken. They were interviewing them, talking on the mic. That was fun. I love listening to Billy Ripken. He's a funny guy. He's great on MLB Network. Definitely a fan of his. Uh, And then, uh, again, 3-2. to They didn't give up a home run on Friday night. I was thrilled. Celebrating. Now, pertaining with the Chris Davis situation, again, I think Chris Davis should get his ass out of here. I think they should have thrown him out by his earlobe and just kicked him in the ass and said, get the fuck out of here. And I know he's a great guy, and I know he's done a lot for the city of Baltimore, and and, uh, they're paying him for what he's done. By the way, can, can we just stop talking about how much Chris Davis is getting paid? I know we all say that because we want to give the harsh example of how bad he's doing, but he got paid for what he did prior. So let's just end that. We all get what he's getting paid. And yes, that is a, uh, it, it doesn't help on how he's performing. But I do want to talk about Brandon Hyde before we you know, quickly discuss about the uh, Chris Davis shit show. I like Brandon Hyde. He says it like it is. He sticks up for his players. He's stuck up for Chris Davis plenty of times. It's just there's so many fucking sensitive people these days. I don't know if it's because everybody out there in the world, if something offends them, you see them post and hashtag everything. You know, we're living in the era of everybody gets a trophy for participating. Well, Brandon Hyde is getting frustrated. And of course he is because he's seen his pitchers who are playing in professional baseball giving up a 1,000 home runs a night. He's getting pissed off, just like we are. But people are upset thinking he's throwing these players under the bus. He's just stating facts. 
A lot of people were getting upset because Brandon Hyde the other night said it just shows you how long we have to go to be a competitive team in the American League East and to have the pitching to be able to compete. He said their guys are just way better than our guys. He's right. He's tired of sugarcoating shit. The pitching sucks donkey dick, and in the most polite way, he's just trying to say, this is awful. The Orioles pitching are constantly putting up record-breaking stats of giving up home runs and runs. After a while, you're going to lose your shit a little bit. He's not walking up to the mic saying, uh, David Hess, I don't even know why he's playing baseball. He's just pack up his shit and go. You know, he's not going down the list. I don't get why people are like, oh, he shouldn't have thrown people under the bus, and I don't like the way Brandon Hyde's handling these guys. Get him out of here. The fuck are you talking about? I like Brandon Hyde. I like the chip he has on his shoulder. I like how he walks around like he's upset all the time because he is. Look at the team he's managing. But he sticks up for players, and he gets thrown out of games sticking up for players just like any other manager does. Throwing players under the bus. Waiting for Brandon Hyde to say what? Hey, they're giving it their all. yippity ki Let's celebrate on how well they practice between games. I like Brandon Hyde. And I hope he sticks around for a while. Let's see what he can do with a competitive team. If in a couple years he's still, we're still at, you know, 38 wins towards the end of August, yeah, we've got problems. Especially if we have good players on the team like we did last year. We've got problems. But Chris Davis, you got to cut ties with the guy. He can't even play the veteran leadership role after that bullshit. You can't. I remember I used to discuss and say, well, you know, look, if Chris Davis sticks around, maybe they want him around to help the young kids out. Give him some pointers. Give him some advice. Help him. I mean, I was hoping Trey Mancini was going to be that guy, but who knows if he's going to be traded away or what's going to happen with him. But at this point, after trying to attack your manager... What the fuck is he still doing on the team? I don't think I'm overreacting. I don't think I'm being dramatic. You know, I grew up where you respect your elders. You respect your coaches. You respect your managers. <laughs> you don't try to beat them up. Maybe times have changed, but I was talking to my father. He called me that night when it all went down with Chris Davis, and we were talking on the phone, and he said when he was playing with the Orioles, when he would practice and Earl Weaver was standing five feet from him. If he witnessed a player being held back by three other players so he wouldn't beat up Earl Weaver, he would have been gone. There wouldn't have even been a conversation or a topic of whether or not that player should be around. He would have been gone. I don't know. Maybe times have changed. Maybe people are all forgiving these days and, hey, it was just a little misunderstanding. And I know tensions are high and things aren't going well and Chris Davis' career is going down the tubes and I feel for the guy. I feel bad for him. I really do. But he can no longer play that leadership role guiding these young players in the right direction because they'd be like, hey, weren't you the motherfucker that tried to beat up your manager, Brandon Hyde? Like, now he's just taking up space. He is fucking up the rebuild a little bit. You know, he's, he's clogging up the tubes. And they're going to have to pay him regardless with a, a, a shit ton of money. And again, I, I get it. He gets paid a lot of money. And I've said it many times on this podcast throughout the year. Enough with talking about how much money he makes. Who cares? He got paid for what he did prior. He was one of the best batters in all of baseball to get to where he is now with what he's getting paid. Now he just completely shit the bed. 
But I want to know what the hell did Brandon Hyde say to him? Maybe he said something like, uh, pineapples don't belong on pizza. And <laughs> Chris Davis was like, what? Because when people tell me that, I get that mad. I have that argument a lot, actually. I don't know why I get in that argument a lot with people. I don't bring up pizza a lot, but for some reason, it seems like I'm always maybe once a week disputing, like, how dare you say pineapples don't belong on pizza? I think they are delicious on pizza. But I want to know what the hell did he say to make Chris Davis just charge after him? And it did look a little bit like Brandon Hyde did take one or two quick steps to get the hell out of there. If you go back and watch the video, keep your eye on Brandon Hyde the whole time. And you'll see him kind of do that. Whoa, 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 I'm out of here. Like Just a quick couple steps and then he ran down. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Brandon Hyde would have kicked his ass. I don't know who went in a fight. I mean, Brandon Hyde looks like he's been in a, a lot of fights. He's a big boy, too. Chris Davis, I, I I don't know. He's probably been in one fight maybe in his life. Brandon Hyde just looks like he scraps every weekend. So I don't know who would have wanted to fight. All I know is Brandon Hyde did kind of tail it out of there. But time for you to fucking go, Davis. And about the organization, what does that say? I, I get that those two had their bonding experience and said, no, we worked it out. We're good. We're pals now. We're good buddies now. That, that's what you say if you're in a frat. If you're like a fraternity brothers and, and you drank a lot and you fought, you go and, and settle it. Yeah, we had a good talk. We're cool now. We're, we're, we're better friends now than we were. What the fuck? Get him out of there. This organization, I just think it's a bad move. Keeping Chris Davis basically saying, look, we get it's tough times and people have tempers, but if you run after the manager or you even attempt to make it look like you want to beat up the manager, get the fuck out. You're done. And I thought when I saw this happen, I said, all right, now maybe they won't feel so bad when they pack up Chris Davis's bags and say, thanks for everything you did, but it is time for you to go now. Because I thought maybe they just... Who knows? Maybe they really like the guy, and that's why they don't want him leaving. So when this happened, I said, all right. (laughs) Maybe they can finally not feel so bad and say, see you later, dude. Get out of here. And I think it was hilarious, by the way. I started laughing because I remembered Smash Mouth. Remember that band from, like, the 90s? Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. They were commenting about this situation, but they were sticking up for Chris Davis. Saying, you got something to say like that, Brandon Hyde. Save it for save it for down in the clubhouse. <laughs> like, I even tweeted, I think I was, I said something like, uh, next thing you know, you're gonna, Ace of Base is going to be talking about Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> Seeing the band Smash Mouth commenting about the Orioles, never thought I'd see it in a million years. But they don't even suspend Chris Davis. All right, you're not going to kick him off the team. Sit him down for a couple weeks. So if you want my opinion about the Chris Davis, yes, I think he should have been out of here because you shouldn't be able to bull rush your manager and he's playing like shit. You know, last year he had the worst batting average and a million other numbers going down the list. This year he went 0 for 5,000. It's just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Time to go. Okay, forget about how much he's getting paid. He's getting paid regardless. But it's time for him to go. And I thought this was going to be it. And it's a shame 
And even Michael Elias commented and said, you know, Chris Davis is part of our future plans. I'm reading that like, what is going on around here? Time for you to go. Now, I did have a few emails I want to get to. So there's my opinion. I'll be talking about, I'm sure people are going to be writing in and we'll be talking about it again. And and the rumor is right now, from what I'm hearing, that Brandon Hyde commented on his salary, saying something like, well, you should be lucky that someone who's even willing to pay you that amount. That is the rumor right now. I don't know if it's ever going to come out of what Brandon Hyde said. Hopefully it does, because I want to know what he said really bad. I'd be willing to pay a ton of money just to hear what he said. All right, I want to get to a couple emails that came in. Again, I love hearing from you guys, whether it's negative or positive, pertaining to the Orioles or the podcast. I love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Gentleman by the name of Jeremiah from Virginia wrote into the show. I love hearing from fans outside of Maryland who are Oriole fans, especially in Virginia, because, again, there's a lot of Nat fans down there. Now, there is a word or two that Jeremiah uses that I was thrilled about. And this, and it's one of the reasons why I love the email, and I'll explain it in just a second, but here's what he said. He said, I just wanted to say I enjoy your podcast. He says, I agree with you that we need to be patient with our developing players. I love the job Michael Elias is doing. I know he's going to do great things for us. Just wanted to ask you, why the heck does the media constantly bash us? He says, like everyone expects us to be bad because we are rebuilding. Why does it feel like only negativity is being talked about? There is plenty of positive news concerning our farm system, improving from 20th-something to 8th best in all of baseball. Jeremiah says, that's great news, and it shows the incredible job Michael Ice is doing. There are many other positive things to talk about, so why does the media not bring it up? Also, I appreciate you being able to see the positive aspects of our club. There is lots of bad, but also I want but also what I believe to be a bright future under this new management. Thank you, Jeremiah, for the email. I appreciate it. One of the things I liked, other than him complimenting me about my podcast, is he used the word we and us. I noticed. We and us. Here's why I like that. Because I am one of the fans that uses the word we. I get heckled all the time by a lot of people when I'm talking sports and on this podcast. What do you mean we? You're not part of the team. The fuck I'm not. All the time and money I put into this team. Yes, I am going to say we. So I like that. <laughs> I forgot that he used the word us as well. So Jeremiah, thank you for the email. Uh, look, pertaining to the email about why is the media always bashing us. I mean, come on. I mean, when, when you're covering a dumpster fire, most of the media is going to cover how high the flames are and all the shit that's burning down. And what it's going to do to the people in the area and the people who got burned and just all the negative bullshit that's happening. That's just how it is. They're not going to describe the fire extinguishers that will put the fire out. They're not going to introduce you to the fireman who, or fire person. My God, I don't know. Can you even say fireman anymore or firewoman or fire person? I'm sure they're going to change that soon. But anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So yeah, it's just easy. And it can be lazy coverage as well to talk about one of the worst teams in baseball and constantly shit on them. And you're right. There is a million positive things down in the minors that we could talk about and that are happening. But I guess when you're focused on a dumpster fire, going to talk about how big and crazy this dumpster fire is. 
But you start going down to the minors and start talking about what Michael Elias is going to be doing and the draft picks and all the people down there having fun, Nedley Rushman. Yeah, of course. There is some good shit that's coming up. So when that happens, I'm sure things will change. But right now, the Orioles are an extremely easy target to just have fun with and use as a punchline. So again, Jeremiah, thank you very much for taking the time to write in. Also got an email from Kevin. Again, love hearing from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Kevin starts the email off talking about how he's a 29-game plan holder and a huge Orioles fan. That's what I love. So far, great start. Love seeing that from people right in. He goes, I appreciate that you actually pointed out that the people were escorted out because of the sign policy. He says, everyone was jumping to conclusions because of what was on the sign. Kevin says, the banner could have read Renato hits lots of dingers, and they would have took it down. So I appreciate the email, Kevin. Uh, Basically, a couple weeks ago, I talked about it last week with the banner being hung down that said Trump 2020. I just couldn't believe how many people I saw getting mad at the people at Camden Yards thinking just because they didn't agree with Trump, they kicked him out. No, obviously that's not the case. If you think that's true, if you still think that Camden Yards kicked those people out because of their political views, go ahead, take a banner to the next game if you're sitting in upper deck and hang it down. Even let the banner say, go O's, and see what they do. See if they go up to you and high-five you and say, hey, love the banner, hope you're enjoying your game. See how that works out for you. Anyway, again, Kevin, thanks for writing in. Appreciate that. Well, playing the Yankees this past week, fucking awful. Just awful to witness that. I mean, the Orioles took a beating. The Orioles are the first team in baseball to allow at least 49 home runs to a single opponent in one season. Now, Jeremiah, I know, man, you were talking about why is everyone bashing the Orioles in the media. I got to just go down this list because there was some bad shit that happened this past week. But, hey, we're going to be able to laugh about this in a few years, right? We're going to say, do you remember when the Orioles gave up 52 home runs to one single team in one season? I mean, we're going to have a just big old fantastic laugh about it. No big deal. No big deal at all. But, again, hey, the Orioles, Monday against the Yankees, I mean, they, they kept up with them. They hit 12 hits just like the Yankees did. Just unfortunately, the most important part of the game is they didn't score more runs than the Yankees. Uh, to bring bring it back down, to bring the level back down to a little bit of sadness. I'm just kicking some stats out here. The Yankees and Astros uh, this past week have scored a total of 58 runs and in these past five games and hit a total of 22 home runs. 22! How can the pitching be that bad? I guess when you can, you know, we got a bunch of guys who can only throw 91 miles per hour, even when they hit it on the corner. If you miss, if you miss by three or four inches, it's gone. Because as we know, all the players, uppercut swings. And yes, I 100% believe the balls are juiced. We've talked about that enough on the podcast, and I truly believe it. Now, this past Monday, when they started playing the Orioles, a friend of mine went to that game. They said it was about 80% of Yankee fans. So the stadium was pretty much empty, but anytime the Yankees hit a home run or did something well, you'd think you were sitting in New York. I mean, it's been like that for many, many years. And which I'm glad, hey, come on in, spend your money, because I said last week, you know, it makes me nervous about the reputation Baltimore's getting, continuing to get, making people say, fuck that, I don't want to come into that city. So if we can get Red Sox and Yankee fans coming in, spending their money, so be it. 
But I'm starting to hear fans lately uh, say they dislike Red Sox fans more than Yankee fans. Look, both suck ass. But I'm just curious on who you like less, who you hate more, Yankee or Red Sox fans. I think it is whoever we played last are the fans that you hate the most. And I've said it before, my cousin who has season tickets, normally in the beginning of the season, he would call. We'd all get on the phone and say, all right, here's some, uh, here's the games available. What do you want? What don't you want? And most of the time, lately, I've always said, Red Sox, Yankee games, I'm out. I can't be a part of it. And every time I, you know, if I went to a Yankee game and I left, I'd say, I think I hate their fans more and vice versa. So to me, I think it's the last... Which of the two uh, that we've played last? That's the fans that I hate the most. So playing these big power-hitting teams. In the last month, the Orioles became both the first team in Major League history to hit multiple home runs in 10 straight games and allowing multiple home runs in 10 straight games. So that was fantastic. But on a brighter side, we're bringing it back up. Jonathan VR hits for the cycle. That was pretty cool to see. I did witness that. Uh, the Orioles were doing their best to try to come back on that 9-6 to loss against the Yankees. Uh, they did tie it up 6-6. to That was exciting. Jonathan VR home run. Last guy to do it. Yep, that's right. Felix P.A. Last played 2013 with the Pirates. I don't think he's playing baseball anymore. I think I took a moment to look up to see if old P.A. was still playing somewhere in some league around the world, but it doesn't look like he is. It just says last he played was 2013. But that was pretty cool to see Jonathan VR hit for the cycle. Also got to see you know a pitch Monday. I, I don't know. I don't have too big of a problem with him pitch. I mean, he gets up to 95, 96 miles per hour. He does have some movement on the ball. But unfortunately, sometimes that movement goes right into the barrel of the bat. Boom. See you later. Four and two-thirds inning pitched. Three earned runs. I don't know. He probably could have lasted a little longer. Bad calls by the umps. Bad plays by the defense. Probably had to throw three or four more additional batters that he needed to before he got, uh, before Hyde came out and, and grabbed him. But when he did, Klein gave up two home runs. Fry gave up two home runs. You know, already gave up one home run. So that was fun to watch on Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, Orioles, obviously, of course, lost again. As you know, they got swept by the Yankees. But here they go. The, the Orioles had 11 hits, so did the Yankees, unfortunately. The Yankees hit more home runs than the Orioles. It was just another shit show. Anthony Santander had a home run. I really like watching him lately with the bat. He's coming around. But again, just a complete shit show playing the Yankees. And of course, they end the series with winning 14-2. to By Wednesday, I didn't watch I maybe two minutes of that game. Maybe. And it was because then I was getting the alert about the Chris Davis situation and Brandon Hyde, so I quickly ran over to turn on the game. But by the end of the game of Tuesday night of with the Yankees, I was like, I've had enough. I, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm human, folks. I love the Orioles, and I do a show about the Orioles, but, I, you know, I can only handle so much. I'll still look up shit, read about them, check out the tweets, get the text from friends, whoever it is reaching out to me. It's just I, I can only do so much. So that Wednesday, they get beat 14-2, 15 hits. The Yankees had, Orioles had six. Uh, and they had a day off to think about shit. And I thought that was when Chris Davis was going to go bye-bye. 
Then here we are playing the Astros, and then the Orioles lose 23-2. to The Astros on Saturday night had 25 hits. The Orioles had six hits. They're just basically going down the same poop shoot that the Houston Astros went down and what they had to do, and it was the same kind of conversations. And here we are. So coming to the end of the season, I'm trying to stay positive because I know there is light at the end of the tunnel, but watching the Orioles play night after night, it wears on you. (laughs) And I need your guys' support. I appreciate you reaching out to me. We're here for each other. Again, I I truly feel that things are going to be all right, and when they do, and when we're having fun, and when they're competitive, and when September baseball comes around, and we're on the edge of our seat watching the Orioles play and win games and looking at them in the wild card hunt, we're going to remember in 2019 all the shit that we had to go through and we're going to laugh about because I'm hoping that this just isn't going to be a situation where they're competitive for three, four years, and then they shit the bed again. Hopefully it all works out. Hopefully it all works out. Oh, yeah, we got to see Stevie Wilkerson pitch on Saturday night. That was fun, although he let up a knocker, but that's all right. Again, love hearing from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Head over to the website, fullcountchaos.com. Till next time, folks. See you.